You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to 40 Something Podcast, Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. Anyway, I didn't smoke any of the gelato men, I went with the cheaper Crown Royal. I have to make my way over. I've been getting my stuff delivered most of the last couple of months. And that, but there's some of this stuff I need. There's this cream I get that's like a TAC CBD mix. And it's awesome. It, like it is a healing agent of every, of all knowing healing. Like I put it on everything. Inflammation What's it called? Cuts. So it's, it's, uh, it's called, ex, it's called escape artists. Like, uh, Bomb, like cannabis cream, like I could, you know, but I would just look up like escape artists cream. Well, no, cause we sell, we sell a lot of topicals and uh, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm very skeptical of them. Oh really? Yeah. No, this one I've been using pretty steadily for since before the pandemic and then all through the pandemic. And I just rub it on anything. If I have like a sore muscle or a scrape cut, some sort of, Inflammation, my toenails like kind of got some toe jam. Can you use it on your dick? Like in terms of masturbating, is it lubrication or is it too thick? It's too viscous. It's too viscous for that. Yeah. Good to know, though. Good to know. Well, 40 something podcast is back. If you didn't know, you caught us mid chat. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Doubled up, doubled up on the hump day. Double hump, double hump, boom. But we're going to do Tales of the Crypto Keeper right now, Vig. And we're also going to parlay that into the crazy shit happening with AMC. And that's probably the lead. I mean, crypto, we usually just focus on crypto, but this is kind of pertaining to a lot of the things that happen with Dogecoin and that happen with GameStop. So we're going to kind of throw this into the crypto world today. The Vig. What is going on with um, uh, it, American Movie Classics was the original? So AMC Entertainment, right. That would be that the breakdown of AMC. Well, that's actually, yeah, the cable channel. It's all associated with the entertainment group. But the movie theater chain, mainly AMC stock today, up 69% currently uh, as we head into midday trading. This is $54. This stock was $11 about a week and a half ago. So we have some major uh, short squeezing going on right now. There's a huge pump on it. This was a stock that um, is coming out of the pandemic now is fully operational as far as its theaters. Um, a lot of people are looking for, um, for, for some good revenues coming for this. And then there's a whole social media, Wall Street bets, QAnon, what have you, have all have gotten orchestrated events um, to, to pump this stock up. And it is, it is soaring right now. It's actually at 51%. It, it made it as high. Um, this is actually, there, there's been a steep crash uh, that, that it was up to $54. Um, and that was down. Uh, so, if you choose to get involved with this, it's, it's really just just goes to show that we were going to make that the forefront of this episode is that there's really you're seeing a change now, um, kind of a changing of the guard. It's no longer just the uh, you know the Wall Street 
broker that has his ins and outs and he knows how to, it's everybody can be involved because you have a smartphone and an app or, you know, you're involved with a cryptocurrency or you get a tip off that such and such is going to happen. You know, with these sorts, these short squeezes, though, you should know to know when to get out or hold it for the long for the next short squeeze, which is what people are doing with GameStop right now. GameStop is still holding at about $170 a share. And, uh, you know, this is very virtually hardly any revenues. This is the old GameStop video game store uh, where you bought, you know, somebody else's iPod a lot cheaper, right? <laughs> Coming in at $175 a share because there's people that have still have money invested into that waiting for that next short pump to happen and a short squeeze or the pump pump and dump to happen. And that will happen eventually as well. Uh, so Dogecoin also uh, 13% in just the last uh, day um, is at 41 cents. So there's a pump on that. Uh, there is, there is, seems to be some sort of organization uh, by Elon Musk to have developer interest in into creating things on that blockchain. Uh, so it could be that something does eventually happen with that. But just, just back to some of the main points here, uh, it's going to be, it's just a new time. This is the time to get in. There's never been, this is one of those pivotal historic events, like the start of the railroad. Uh, start of the steam engine, okay? You know, the pump that started the television, all right? This is the start of the online decentralized finance, okay? You'd be able to create yourself, recreate yourself if you know what you're doing. Or maybe if you don't know what you're doing, because I don't know. I talked to a few people over the weekend, made some money off Dogecoin. They don't, they don't really, they have no idea what it does. They don't have any, yeah. They just saw the, the whole thing that they, Knew how to play it, and um, you know, I tell you what, I was kind of resorting. If you knew how to bet on sports a while back, you know, you would be good at a lot of this stuff as well. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. And we talk about, and you particularly talk about how the fourth wall, so to speak, and I'm using air quotes, has been kind of blown out from Wall Street. These guys aren't that fucking talented. That was on Wall Street. They spent four years doing something that any of us could do. And they're frustrated now because they see all these bozos making a shit ton of money on these stocks that they have no bearing on and no control over, and particularly cryptocurrency. And they're fear, they're flattering, like, well, where are we going to make our money? All they do is move money around. That's all they do. They just want to move the money around. And that curtain has been pulled back and they're being found out to be the pieces of shit shills that they always have been. Yeah, so there's, there's this, this changing of the card right now. And uh, I wanted to read this quote off of, uh, if I could find it here, uh, in Trading View. So Trading View is a website where you can watch the tickers on a lot of this. Um, and... Uh, there's just you can do different types of social media posts on this as well. And I wanted to read this uh, particular post by uh, a guy named Trading Tony. It says, Welcome to the Roaring Twenties. Enjoy it as long as it lasts. He says, uh, <clears throat> A firm believer that history repeats itself. You can trade your way through the universe with this indicator. Meet the Roaring Twenties, 
after the pandemic of 1920, oh wait, I mean 2020, we are heading for the greatest economic growth in our history. Inflation can be your friend if you use it right. Why do I believe we are entering the warring 20s? And you know, this was a kind of a start of a bit of an essay that he leads up here. We've talked about an innovation super cycle, which is the innovation of, of cryptocurrencies and particular advancements that are happening now. Um, and it's just interesting to see out there. It's really, you, you, you could see where people were probably like shit out, shit out of luck about a year ago. If you, if you were Generation Z and you're living with your parents or you had to move back into your parents out of your apartment in Chicago or something like that because you didn't have the money and you lost your job, now you can actually gain it back and not have to pump gas for a living. No, absolutely. There's ways to make money right now. And this is the thing. Now, what you're saying is that this really optimistic vibe, particularly about cryptocurrency. But then you have, I think it was the one of the financiers of Denmark. Was it Denmark or one of them? But he basically said that cryptocurrency is nothing more than a fad. And I'm trying to see exactly who said it, but I did read it. So what would you say to a world leader saying something like that? So I feel that there's an orchestrated event really amongst world, world leaders and governments to downplay what's going on because of the fact that there's a, the fiat currencies are the, 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 old, the old norms that have stayed there since back in the Rothschilds. Are, are actually in danger of being destroyed. So you're seeing like the Chinese government, the you know, government in Hong Kong, even the United States government come down and try to push this stuff down because trying to downplay it, they don't know how to stop it. They don't know how to handle it really. They can't move fast enough because their their Congress is, you know, especially from the United States interview, unless the SEC just comes out and does something right now, the currency tax bill, which is coming, is going to be wrapped up for a while. We can't even agree on this infrastructure. So it just feels that things are in a doldrum right now. There's, you know, we're in, we, we, we had a pullback. It, it's inevitable. It has already happened a couple of times this year. This was a really steep one, probably the biggest one in the last year that was leading into the coronavirus, uh, the, you know, what they had referred to as Black Thursday. So, I think we're going we're gonna to kind of be in the doldrums here for a couple of weeks. And as long as we get buying pressure, more uh, buying interest in Bitcoin, that's what will spark uh, the advancement back. And, uh, you know, hopefully bend to the 50s, 60s, 70s. And, and uh, we're looking maybe at the end of the year. Uh, I, I still am on par with $125,000 Bitcoin by year end. Did you and you thought you said 70000 by the end of the summer as well, did you not at one point? I did. And I think I might have mentioned 70 by June, but, you know, we had, it's tough to really call some of these short markets, uh, you know, where uh, we have the bear markets come back in, but. Um, no, I think you said end of summer. You said end of summer pretty consistently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now June was like maybe once, but you were pretty like by the end of the summer, we're probably going to see around 70. Or do you still think that is the case? Cause you're right. Things do change. So barring any regulation or any kind of catastrophic tweets or things of that nature, I do. I still would say I'm on par for 70000 by the end of the summer. And I also look for Ethereum to make some advancements as they actually advance the blockchain. 
um, and get their uh, upgrades out. There's going to hard fork due in July. And then by the end of the year, they're looking to have proof of stake, which would produce um, you, the actual users by contributing ETH would produce the blocks um, that would solve problems and, and run the blockchain. And that could be a huge advancement in the way we run financial systems going forward. And we talked about the shift in wealth and the shift in Bitcoin and the shift in cryptocurrency that happened over the last couple of weeks. How many major players got involved and how many little players got out is the question. And, and is there a number on that, Vig? Do you know? It's not, a, I don't know an, an exact number, but with the first real crash that had happened with Bitcoin in the last two weeks now, so remember there were several, there was really three um, influential ones over the course of one weekend. The first one saw a lot of retail buyers getting out and institutional buyers, meaning Wall Street people, getting in. Then it was more retail getting out over the weekend, and this, this pattern was followed. Uh, now, recently, within the last couple of days, where it has stayed at the levels where it's been 35,000, 36,000, we're seeing more retail investment going back in. So uh, you can start seeing the patterns here. It just seems like everybody wants a little piece of this. They know that it's going forward and nobody wants to miss the boat. It's referred to as FOMO or fear of missing out. And that's really what's going on right now in the market. Was from Denmark. It was Denmark Central Bank Governor uh, Lars Rode. Lars Rode. Lars Rode. Not Lars Ulrich, by the way. Not many people know that. But yeah, the governor of Denmark Central Bank, this is reported to as by Benzinga.com. So yeah, so you're of the opinion that all these guys are just doing it because they're scared that they're not going to have as much control as they once had. I think they see you know, like this changing of the guard that I, I feel like I'm pushing that metaphor uh, on today's episode, but that, that things are changing, okay? And they need to get in on this right now before you know it gets out of it. Because you'll have to remember, there's a fixed supply of Bitcoin. So 21 million, once those are all divvied up, there's no more, unless somebody gives up one. Do you know, how, do you know what the ramifications that could have on, on a world economics? A token, a digital token that's decentralized is not ruled by any fiat currency or any government at all. And it's a fixed supply that has now just run out. So if you have one of those, you know what you know what kind of doors you can unlock with that? It's Wait, gonna, you said it just ran out. What do you mean it ran out? There's no more Bitcoin? No, if that runs out. No, it won't be any more Bitcoin probably till I think 2040. Really? Yeah. And then so this isn't stuff that just is. So this is stuff that just can't be reproduced. This is a fixed supply of Bitcoin, twenty-one million. So once those are all in circulation, there's no more. It, it, it's every man who has one. They they. It, it's going back to the old medieval times <laughs> where you had like a you had some gold and or you had some of this rare silver or something or. You have a, you know the ramifications that could have on world economics. I repeat that. Jesus, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's like, the again, we've talked about it. It's, it's very similar to the wild, wild west, what we're seeing right now. Very similar. Sure. So, you know, you're going to have world government leaders come out and put this down to things like the Chinese. Chinese have done this, you know, for a couple of years now, except now it's really starting to matter because Bitcoin has gained so much in value and so many people are involved. 
it really has a chance to just overthrow fiat currency altogether. So the, I'm pretty sure that they are hard at work, not even sleeping on, don't know how to be able to handle some of this. They're getting nervous. And, and it's funny. And I want to kind of go back to QAnon being involved in this situation. I turned nervous to the AMC. I know we kind of kind of jumping a little bit all over the place. We go back to our lead, back to the AMC story. What did QAnon have to do with this? QAnon was just part of the short squeeze with AMC. They were putting it out on Facebook in their Facebook groups that load into this stock right now because there's going to be another boom like a short squeeze on it. And they were putting it out at $11 a share, but um, you know, that, that just goes to show you the power of social media, who's involved and who is still, who still very much has the following. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Then by the, I want to make point of QAnon because I do love their anti-establishment spirit. I really do. I wish it was directed not in favor of, of what their cause is, but they do have a penchant for wanting to fuck the system right in the ass. And I do like that about them. That is the one aspect about QAnon I do like. AMC up 60% today. In midday trading currently at fifty one dollars and thirty five cents. It was sixty nine percent before. So it is. It has gone down, and that's the thing. You'll see this sixty nine more and more. And you know, it could even just crash down to uh, in and around the thirty dollar range before it would have another swoop. I mean, this is this is what you get involved with with that. So I, I, I tell you, truth, I'm not a short trader. And I, I, I just I buy and hold on on projects that I really feel that are gonna that are gonna have quite a significance in the way we view the world and use things in the world. And I don't mind waiting a couple of years for that to happen. And you know, if you want to get involved with something like this going on, everybody I've talked to, everybody's always made they made a little money here, they made a little money there. Like, so you want to make five hundred bucks or you want to make a thousand dollar quick thousand? I'm up, do it. But I think it's, I think I think this one's getting a little high on the current squeeze for for the get involved with that. Yeah, I th- it's an incredible time to get involved. I am very optimistic from some investments I've made, and I'm hoping a lot of our listeners are just is feeling just as optimistic. And continues to be a special thing that you can get involved in. You got what we've been talking about is you got your two games. You can play the short game or you can play the long game. And like me right now, I'm I'm kind of echoing now that I learn more about cryptocurrency, I know exactly what you mean by Dogecoin. You can consistently said, Oh, it doesn't do anything. And I was like, Well, what the hell does the other shit do? I don't know. But now that I've educated myself, you see, okay, now I know what you're saying. But as you said, our boy Elon Musk is gonna I feel like by hook or by crook, he's gonna make Dogecoin something. You know, I don't know really what uh, what lies in store for the, the type of tweets that he does that ends up moving those markets. I get like we've seen. Um, I know they they have come out and said that he's violated a few SEC agreements uh, with some of his tweets just on Tesla. So I think there might be looking to curb a lot of that going forward. Because um, you remember that Bitcoin tweet about it not being sustainable and how big. 
how they weren't going to accept Bitcoin anymore as payment. Some of the real PIs, some of the real investigative journalists um, went down on the scene and they they were able to find that nobody actually used Bitcoin to buy a, a Tesla. So when we look at this, this could have been a role that it played in, in him not allowing Bitcoin to be used as payment anymore. Is that simply nobody was paying for Tesla with Bitcoin? It, it, it wasn't, it was responsible for zero sales of Tesla. So, with that being said, if you have a currency that's usually accepted that's getting a lot of media attention, it's going up in value, and yet nobody's using it, plus it goes against the core values of your company, which is to be a sustainable thing on Earth, you're going to ban it. You're not, you're not going to allow it for payment. So, that's what happened. But just, just touched off such a firestorm in the markets, which was then followed by a lot of government uh, influential callings either to say, you know, only prof- only professional traders can buy Bitcoin in Hong Kong or uh, you know, things like that. I ended up making making this current market uh, dip a lot, a lot worse than it should have been. And that goes to a real interesting point. I mean, this guy does move markets. Does he get censored by Twitter? Does he get censored by social media? Because of his, let's be honest, because people respect the hell out of him, of his ingenuity. They respect the hell out of him, what he's trying to accomplish. And people think he's either batshit crazy, but everyone agrees that he's a genius. So when he talks, people listen because he doesn't seem like he plays by the rules of a lot of other millionaires and billionaires. Doesn't seem like he's part of that club, if that makes any sense. Right, he's uh, you know revolutionary, um, goes against the grain, nonconformist. So that's you know that's what we're seeing a lot with his tweets, and the way he's running his company as well. Uh, I did did a pretty ex- extensive report on him back in school recently, the last couple of years, and I, I I really found him as being very revolutionary and and, and innovative in what was going on and. You know, I didn't. I don't have this hate that some people have. You know, because they don't know. I didn't lose a lot of money on Bitcoin or something when when he. Uh, <laughs> That's probably he, part uh, of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had a share in sustainable ones that actually shot through the roof during that period. So it's like everybody kind of has their own take on this, you know. And that's part of that whole social media trolling and hate that goes on. You know, you're going to hate the people that you're going to hate and envy the people that. Things that you know take away your 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 cheese, right? I don't know. And that you don't understand. A lot of people don't understand what Bitcoin is or what a cryptocurrency is. They don't understand it. Oh, it's oh, fuck that. You know, like women voting two hundred years ago. So I just got a notification on my phone as we do the forty somethings podcast here that trading has been halted on the. Exchange for AMC Entertainment Holdings. <laughs> On all the exchange, like the stock exchange was like, nope, no more. Well, so it, it works. Well, yeah, I guess uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it would be a United States-based exchange, the New York Stock Exchange. So if you were trading AMC on the Japanese index, you probably still could acquire it. But just goes to show you. Tell you what, it was going through the roof this last uh, like 15 minutes as we were even doing the podcast. That is such bullshit. So the, if you got involved. So the wrong people were making money, so they just said, no, you can't do that anymore. We're out. Well, 
I just had a text message come in. I don't have a lot of, uh, but this is breaking news on the 40-something spot. Breaking news, Tennessee Entertainment Holdings. Stock has been halted on the New York Stock Exchange. Breaking uh, news. We don't really know why, but we could imagine why. <laughs> so uh, AMC halted, uh, stock has been halted after trading at a all-time high. It was up 90% this morning in midday trading before the stock was halted. Um, That's incredible. It jumped 90% Wednesday after shrugging off a report that a hedge fund had sold its stake in the movie theater company. Uh, Shares were trading at a brisk pace. More than 350 million shares have traded at hand so far Wednesday. Its 30-day average volume is 143 million shares. Um, Incredible. I don't know. It does, this doesn't seem to be like a whole lot of meat in this uh, article, but, um, you know, they, they don't really want us joining. They, they really don't want us joining together because then they're in trouble. And honestly, that's what's starting to happen with a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. And... We've been talking about it, the billionaires and the rich that 0.1% of this world control a lot more than we think they do. And this is a way where they don't have as much control. And that's something that we definitely have to pay attention to. Yeah, that came from CNBC and there was really no need in that article at all. There was no reason why. Usually a share, shares, shares of a certain company are halted because they're falling so much based off terrible news, you know, and uh, they have to halt it so people investors don't lose their money. Now they've halted the shares because too many QAnon folks were making a lot of money off of this and probably being able to pay their rent. Yeah, or maybe their mortgage, you know, for like several, you know what I mean? It depends on when they got off. So like, that's what I said about QAnon, man. I really don't like their politics, but I do admire their spirit. What, I mean, what happens if somebody's trading uh, strategy was the fact that this this entertainment company is going to be coming back? Uh, and people are going to be coming back to movie theaters. They have a whole bunch of new things that they're going to roll out to make the experience a lot better. They upgrade their theaters, make the seats more comfortable. Wouldn't that be things that you would invest in a company for? What happens if somebody wanted to do that right now? Can't do that because too many people are making money off this orchestrated event. That's something that these hedge fund operators do on a daily basis. They've been doing for the last 40 years at least. 